0: Week Liberty. I'm Jay Dylan Proctor.
1: And I'm Anthony Allegria.
0: And in this episode, we're going to be discussing some sphinx discoveries that have happened recently. Um, most importantly, one that is in the western desert of Egypt. It's kind of interesting just as a topic point of we don't actually know one way or another if there's actually a new sphinx there, which sheds light on the fact that the world is a lot more complicated than we, we realize, and it's a lot more complicated than we are aware of it. So... That's an interesting topic, but also we're going to discuss a little bit the, the role of colleges in the modern world, the idea of marriage, and we're going to discuss really what people conceive as, as atheism and whatnot, but is really more or less a form of tribal religions, and we're going to have a discussion about that, and we're all going to look at these, these topics through the, the lens of a Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote, so we're going to get there eventually, and that'll be a lot of fun. Well, Let's get right into this. So, in the Western Desert, there's been a, a new discovery. a a potential
1: sphinx and this is this is something which is pretty exciting and here we've got a picture of it along with a lot of piles of rocks and there's a nice little arrow there left by whoever made this image yeah we got this from a, a
0: news site and what's hilarious about this is there's literally this is just like a crude screenshot and you can still see the, the mouse in the screenshot, and that's just kind of funny in and of itself. But nonetheless, this this figure that you see here is roughly the same size as the the more popular Sphinx next to the to the Great Pyramids. It has what is understood to be two, two paws in front of it. It's facing the right direction. It's proportioned correctly. It's roughly the same size. There's a lot of evidence to support that this is actually a Sphinx. However, at this moment in time, it's not solid enough to confirm it. Also, it's not weak enough to deny it, so it's one of these things where we really just don't know yet. And there's even been a possibility that there's actually a a pyramid near it. But what we learned from this is the world is a lot more complicated than than we realize. And there's a healthy amount of doubt and a healthy amount of confession that says we don't actually know everything about the world. We don't know everything about the universe. It's quite complicated.
1: And there's a lot of mystery that's still out there. And here we've got a up-close, muddy picture of the Sphinx. Yeah, these pictures
0: are really not as exciting as we would hope for them to be. Nor is the guy's name who found them. Um, his name is Jerry, or is it Gary? We really don't know. It's spelled G-E-R-R-Y. This is another mystery for the ages. People are going to look at the the languages and linguistics of, of our era and try to figure out what in the world is going on with Egypt um, English. The the phonetics of English is crazy, and don't even get me started on French. I can only imagine how archaeologists of the future will try to sort out French, but but that's a whole nother thing. Um, but moving right along. In our our own country of the United States, Hollywood, of course, could not be upstaged by the finding of a new sphinx in Egypt, and the sphinx story actually came out a few weeks ago, but here in the last few days, there's been an uncovering of a sphinx in the California desert, believe it or not. Quite original to the Egyptians. Yes, and of course, there's an air of sarcasm there because this is actually from the 1923 set which is a black and white film, by the way, if anyone wouldn't have assumed that from 1923. But nonetheless, it is from the set of the 1923 version of the Ten Commandments, which is not the the more popular one that came later. But nonetheless, this is from the, the Ten Commandments. So it's a stage prop. It's not an actual sphinx. It's not authentic. It's one that has been put together as a prop. But what is so interesting about this is, of course, Hollywood could never be upstaged by any real archaeology. So they have a real program put together of this. There's uh, the head archeologist over this, really unvariable of this Sphinx, is Colleen Hamilton on working on this project. And they actually have a team of archeologists in the California desert, uncovering a prop from a 1923 movie set, as if this is something which is just so substantially important. Uh, what's really hilarious from this article, which is from Quartzie, is there's a quote that says, it is both exciting and terrifying. He said, it's one of the archeologists carefully brushing away sand from the Sphinx's serrated headdress. And from the picture that we have, uh, you can see that the serrated headdress is obviously a prop. I'm not sure exactly what it's made out of, but you can see like the, the sanded texture where they've tried to make it look old and then where pieces of it have broke away and it's very white. It's obviously that this is a prop made in, in recent era. But, but Hollywood and the, the culture around there is so excited about uncovering a prop. It's, it's just, it's hilarious. Though I could be wrong. I could be totally naive in thinking that a prop from the 20th century is not as important as a ancient sphinx from ancient Egypt. And, you know, we'll let history judge on this one. Where was it better to spend resources? Discerning I think it's like,
1: a... why is it even in the dirt in the first place? Like, how did it get there? You know, they, they just like, they shot the movie and they just left it somewhere. I and guess. Now, I guess Now they they're just... finding it. it's like some sort of big deal. Yeah, like... <laughs>
0: it's, it's a big deal that we found an old movie prop. Um, nonetheless, this is where our culture is. Well, moving along. Um, here in our next segment, we're going to talk about a lot of different concepts, but the common thread is the world is more complicated than we give it credit for. There's a lot of institutions that we have really in recent culture, 20th century, 21st century, we've tried to discard things like the understanding of marriage, the role of the university, and, and even things like religion. A lot of our culture has tried to throw out the window, and there's been a lot of disaster come from that because we don't realize how complicated things really are. Just like when we go to Egypt, we don't actually know how many sphinxes there are in the desert. There is a very real possibility that there's some new ones. There's also a very real possibility that's just a mound of rocks and dirt that is nothing important. But nonetheless, the world is more complicated than we give it credit for. So we'll be back to discuss all of that here in a moment. All right, so we're gonna talk a few more serious topics now. And I wanna begin this actually by reading a Dietrich Bonhoeffer quote. But I'm gonna modify the quote slightly and only by taking the names out. And I should restate that as saying a few of the the important names. So let me read this and I want you to to try to guess who are the, the proper nouns who are here. So it says, those who dreamt of the idealized community demand it be fulfilled by the authority, by others and by themselves. They enter the community of people With their demands they set up their own law and they judge one another and even the authority accordingly they stand adamant living reproach to all others in the circle of the community they act as if they have to create the community as if their visionary ideals bind people together whatever does not go their way they call a failure so as we hear that quote who do you think the proper nouns are in that Because as we look at our our modern world right now, we look at a lot of things going on amid the the sex scandals which have come out, amid the the things going on in the universities where people are being shut down for free speech, where people are not tolerating really adversarial ideas, things which are, are being called hate speech, but they're not, you can really take so many things in our modern world and insert those into this quote. This is actually a quote about the corruption of the church where people are are trying to to restructure the christian community based on their their own intentions instead of the intentions of of god and as we we study this quote you can look at this and going back to the earlier section where i said those who dream of the idealized community demand it be fulfilled by the authority we see in the modern culture here in the west where people they're demanding whether it be the government you look at universities they they demand that the the staff at the universities the faculty they meet their demands they set up their own courts. We see in our, our culture on universities where they have these sort of tribunal-like setups where the law enforcement is not involved, the criminal justice system is not involved and people's whole lives can be ruined just based off of accusations, which is the one thing that bothers me. I I do enjoy the justice coming to people who deserve justice, but I also don't like rings of power made where you can ruin people's life without accountability, without due process. We see with these sex scandals coming out, people resisting due process—they just want to have this this wand they can wave and crush people, and they're justifying it because there are real villains out there. We need to go out there and we need to, to crack down on the real villains, but we don't need to create things which which are bad. We don't need to to create universities that are so corrupted that the the students are bu- really bullying more or less the this faculty and the staff into getting what they want. We've seen this huge corruption in the West of a lot of things. Even things like marriage have been heavily corrupted and, and the idea of religion has been heavily um, shaped by our modern culture. As we look to our, our world, we can read this Bonhoeffer quote and we can insert so many nouns to there. People who want the idealized community, they demand it to be fulfilled by the government. They want certain things in life. They don't want to go out and work for it. They don't want to be a part of a community like a, a church or something like that, that or something even like the, the other uh, civil communities, they don't want to be a part of those to get things done. They just want to make people go into office and, and force it down the throats of others. And they they create up their own systems. They, they judge people. Of course, they themselves are exempt from whatever they're throwing out. And then they, they want to implement it. And anything that is against it, it's like blasphemy. And the word blasphemy is very purposeful there. So as we look at the world around us, we have learned that the world is a lot more complicated than we are aware of it. If we learn anything from the earlier discussion about the Sphinx in Egypt, it's that we don't actually know everything about the ancient world, we don't know everything about the modern world. There's a very real possibility that there's a new Sphinx in the middle of the, the Western desert. There's also a very real possibility that it's just a pile of rocks. The world is a lot more complicated and the institutions of the world are a lot more complicated. When we walk up to a, a bridge, or we walk up into a, a gate, we shouldn't just be of a mindset that says, well, there's no water going, under this this ravine here so let's just tear this bridge down because next week the rain may come and there may be water and we may need a bridge we need to have critical thinking when we think about the institutions in the world and if we learn anything from our modern culture we we need to learn that the world is more complex than we we realize so a couple of things i wanted to talk about today um when i was younger when i was in high school There was a a particular professor or i guess teacher at that point he taught physics and he taught biology and a couple of other sciences he was actually a good um, science teacher but he was he was somebody who was claimed to be atheist and he he would always talk about how it was was silly for people to believe in a god that would would say people's inherent desires are sin to say that people were guilty of sin without having any uh, will in the choice. And he was, would talk about how, how the church had historically had opinions on gays and things of that nature. And he said, how could you ever believe in a God that, that believed people were just naturally sinful? But he would never let the, the Christians in the class speak out and he would say, oh, there's a separation of church and state. You can't talk out about, about God. Um, as an adult, looking back on that, I could have equally said, well, if you're gonna make the argument separation of church and state, you also can't beat up on the church from the position of the state. But when I look back on that, I realized that pretty much throughout all of my childhood, um, the government institutions of the world, being a lot of of different things, whether it be um, the regulation of of what content is is put out, the which that's just not government regulations, but just media, um, Hollywood, the 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 official sort of culture, the mainstream culture of our of my youth, um, was heavily interested in in deconstructing Christianity. Um, it's one of the last things that you can still make people villains of in Hollywood, you, you want people to be priests and, and pastors who are villains. It's sort of a, a common thing we see. But nonetheless, we, we look at our world and there's, there's been this, this constant push that we need to let people choose for themselves, which, of course, isn't actually making people choose for themselves. It's just replacing it with whatever thing you're inserting into them. There's been this push to do away with religious fundamentalism, which has typically been Christian fundamentalism, by, by giving people some alternative. Um, but what we've resulted with is we haven't, actually lessened the people who are religious fundamentalists, is it's just warped into something else. And one of the examples I would use to discuss this is the fact that it was popular back a few generations within the church, there'd be a lot of preachers who were the hellfire brimstone preachers. They would come in and they would say, there's doom and gloom coming, if you do not convert now, you'll be in the fiery pits of hell, convert now and you can be freed from it. And that was really their, their mode of operation. But now we see people who are the same religious fundamentalists, but they're not of the structured organization of the church. They're people who are more of the idea of they come in and say there's global warning. If you do not repent, if you do not confess that your murder of Mother Earth has happened,
1: destruction is coming. I feel like a lot of the – some of the more radical social justice warriors definitely fit that bill.
0: Oh, they are. And and the whole reason I bring this up is we, we have tried to just cast out institutions without realizing how ingrained they are people are actually naturally hardwired to be religious. And I know that sounds like a bizarre thing to say, and it is coming from a pastor, but there's actually a lot of really good objective research done on this. There's a couple of Oxford studies that are really credible, but there's a lot of people who are both evolutionary biologists and evolutionary psychologists who have done research into this, and they found that people are just naturally religious. And religious is is a word that doesn't mean that people have a faith in a supreme being, it just means they have a structure of worship, They have a structure that says certain things are sacred. They have a structure of saying certain things are are blasphemy. And they they sort of circle around these ideas, and this is how they structure their life. This is unmistakably how people behave. In our pop culture and mainstream culture's attempt to, to throw out Christianity, instead of throwing out religion, all they've done is they've reduced religion down to unstructured and incoherent tribal religions. Where people still are going around in tribes, they still hold certain maxims or certain ideas to be true, and they, they consider it blasphemy to challenge them. Good example of this on the universities, when people come to speak free speech, they're shouted down. People start chanting. They they feel contaminated by the free speech because it challenges what they're holding to be sacred. Which is somebody who's from a, a holiness background, it bothers me that the last places that I see the concept of sacred and holy manifesting are, are in these corrupt Tribal religions, which are so incoherent and underdeveloped that they they really make no sense except they just bait people's basic primal instincts in action. But what we take away from all this is we need to ask a society not be so quick to throw out institutions that we don't realize how complicated they are. For instance, the institution of marriage is a lot more complicated than we give it credit for. My predecessor at the the church where I pastor, she used to often preach sermons on the idea that in the past we married the ones, or excuse me, in the past, we loved the ones we marry. Now, we marry the ones we love. Which so let me just say that again for you because it's a bit of a, a fun mind riddle. In the past, we loved the ones we marry. Now, we marry the ones we love. And something like that sounds like a simple sort of platitude, but it's actually something which is really true. It's really reliable. It's, it's fairly consistent and well-documented. In the past, people, were married for a lot of utility purposes. Uh, there wasn't necessarily a lot of romance involved in it. It was more or less you were two people of the approximate same age. You're both approximately of the same viability. You know, come together, get married, have children, survive. Whereas now in the modern world, a lot of marriages are self-selected. People come together, they date, they, they choose who they want to be with based on a whole different set of reasons. And of course, the expectations of marriage has completely changed. And if we're going to have a conversation of what makes marriage marriage, we first have to try to get some understanding of what marriage is because it's a lot more than just a union of two people. It's it's much deeper than that. We have to ask the question, is, is marriage about romance? Is it about utility? Is it about survival? What is it about? Is it about preventing one another from predation? If we've learned anything from the recent sex scandals in Hollywood and in politics and even in the media, it's that one of the great things about marriage is that it keeps people. It it prevents people from preying on one another. It says that this it, these two people have come together; they have agreed to be married, and they are the only one for one another. That's it, and it helps put a stop to to predatory behaviors. The predatory behaviors of men and women men and women are quite different, um, but nonetheless, it, it protects people from predation. And yet, when we try to disband marriage, we're also disbanding a, a tool for for. For predation checks, we're, we're putting away something which, which keeps predation in check. Institutions are a lot more complicated than we give them credit for, and a lot of things which have transcended time, such as the concept of marriage, is a lot more complicated than we realize. The role of the university is something which is also a lot more complicated than we realize. It's not just a place for people to go to have safe ideas, and it's not supposed to be a place which is God. The university is not a sacred and holy place in the sense that anybody who says a challenging idea that it's now blasphemy but yet we see people who grew up in a world where they tried to really eject religion from people's lives but they didn't they didn't actually see a raise in atheism though people may claim to be atheists but instead what we found is a regression into tribal religions and so as a pastor when i look at this i realize we really have to To value the structures that have been handed to us, some of them are bad. We need to just have critical thinking when we come to it, and we need to be self-aware enough to to say the world is more complicated than we are aware of it.
1: Uh, To go back to the university thing, um, a fairly famous psychologist, Jordan Peterson, Dylan, you know who that is. But for those who don't, um, he was a psychologist who stood up for free speech in his own university in Canada, and. uh, in one of his YouTube videos he was talking about how university used to be a place where ideas were attacked where each idea was very well challenged to produce the best ideas
0: yeah I mean this goes all the way back to the ancient Greeks back to the concept of the dialogue this is this is how they wrote the great philosophers if you look at Aristotle um, Plato and Socrates they wrote in in dialogue because having comparisons this is how you learn things the adversarial comparison is how we learn If we look at a lot of the scientific improvements that we have, it's because people did challenge one another. But yet, we've really just taken that and ejected it entirely. We've lost the the true purpose for a lot of this stuff and it's a very corrupt thing. Well anyways, we're going to wrap it up there. So if you take anything away from this video, remember this. Things in the world are a lot more complicated than we give them credit for. We don't need to regress into tribal religions, um, which is really what has happened. And even when I talk about things like Christianity, I'm not so sure that Christianity is religion as much as it is a set of maxims. It is a maxim. It is a truth. And it's a set of principles to live by. Religious activity can happen both within Christianity and outside of it. For a long time, I've been saying the most religious people I see in our culture aren't people who claim to be Christians at all, but they're people who claim to be be atheists, but yet they, they do rituals. They're people who claim to be vegans, who have highly, highly, integrated maxims in their life and they they consider it blasphemy to challenge them well anyways we'll end it there and i hope you enjoyed this video if you did please subscribe please share our content and on that have a blessed day